what else I did in the beginning. Every day, no matter what, I posted on social media. Why? Because it is free. Free. So what if it got to one eyeball? That could be a potential client, a potential partner. What if it got to five eyeballs, potential clients, potential partners? Now, there was days, believe it or not, where one person would like my post. And, you know, it was typically my mom. And there would be a comment. There was days where I would post things. I would delete things because there was no traction. This is literally how I built Emily. This is how I built my brand. Now my brand today is taking on a world of its own, but you see 12 years of consistently showing up for my audience, no matter how I have felt, has given me the platform I have today. I will say that again, 12 years of consistently showing up, even when I didn't feel like it, adding value, that's major. Hey, it's Emily here. You know that uniqueness you have? I call it the it factor. We all have it, but some of us either really need to identify it or start to empower it. This show is all about giving you the lessons, tools, and principles I've learned after building a nine-figure sales organization, training leaders around the globe, and working alongside of some of the most influential people in this world. So now it's time to de-plug from your outside world and plug into your new world here. Let's dive in. Are you starting a business from scratch? Maybe you just committed to building a side hustle, or do you know somebody that is? You see more and more every single day when I'm on Instagram, when I'm on Facebook, when I'm out and about, I'm talking to people that are starting a new business. Maybe they're people that have been employees that have really never had their own business and they're really getting out there. They're getting a taste of entrepreneurship. And, you know, given the changes economically that are happening or the great resignation, people are forced sometimes to start another business or they just feel it in their heart. They feel called to start another business. And maybe that's you today. Well, if it is, this podcast, this episode is for you. And even if you've been in business, maybe you've been building, you know, a network marketing business, an Etsy business, uh, a different kind of affiliate type of business. Maybe you're an esthetician. Maybe you run a traditional business. I believe that some of these things that I'm going to share with you today could very well apply to you. Maybe you've tried some of them. Maybe you forgot about some of them, but these are some of the random things that I did in the beginning of my business when I started from scratch. Believe it or not, I know you see me today. You see the glitz and the glam and the lifestyle, but I started this business. I started building businesses when I was gosh, I really 21 years old. I got involved in network marketing when I was 20 three. And I, you know, had no business experience. I literally was like, oh my gosh, what do I, what do I do? And one of the first things when I started my business and I knew that I wanted to grow it and put some time into it was 
I need a way to find customers, clients, people that want to partner with me. And that's most of our businesses, right? We need people that want to buy our stuff. We need people that want to utilize what we're, you know, servicing to them, whether you're a service provider, whether you're someone who does hair, insurance, you name it. We need clients. Okay. And hopefully you believe in your product or service enough that you believe in the mission so so much you believe in what you sell so much that that's not an issue for you. But the issue with a lot of people, and it really was for me in the beginning, was where do I find the people? Where do I find the people to sell to? And obviously, you know, now we're we're on social media constantly, but there's still so many ways that you can grow in your local communities. And I always say, you know, you can grow, grow local to build global, because if you're in the business of referrals, which so many of us are, I mean, I think of my tax advisor was a referral. I think of um, my hairdresser was a referral my nail person was a referral. My eyebrow girl was a referral. I mean, I'm constantly getting referred to other epic people to have on the assembly podcast. I'm constantly getting referred to places to travel. Like we live in the referral world. And if you, you know, really look at, you know, business trends, consumer trends, purchasing trends, people are more apt to purchase something from a trusted friend. Right. And so I really learned this early in my career. And with that being said, at the time when I lived in Minneapolis, Minnesota, I was like, I just need to to meet people locally. Now, let me back up the train. Before I started to become an entrepreneur, I, I worked. I worked for a plastic surgeon in Minneapolis. I rehabbed major weight loss patients and I did massage at this practice. And I did that since I was 19 years old. Okay. So I worked there. And then I also, after that job, I'd get off at like 3 PM. I would drive and I would go pick up four boys that I nannied until about seven or 8 PM at night. And that was my life. Like I worked, but I was never somebody who's building my own business until I found network marketing. So when I started to become a network marketer, when I started to build something of my own, you know, that's really when I was like, okay, what is the fastest way to do this? And I will tell you that, you know, with me, with anybody that builds a business fast, whatever fast is to you, for me, it's replacing my income of working two jobs in my first years, which is what I did at 23. You know, I was and am willing to do whatever it takes to find clients. So number one, the first thing I did was attended a local networking group. Now there's these things called BNI. You can look them up in your area, which is more of like a consistent weekly meeting where people go. And the objective is to share their businesses and to get referrals from other people that are also in the networking group. Pretty genius. There's some that do so well that 
they move millions of dollars every year throughout their BNI. That's one you would definitely want to be in. And typically, like if you're a chiropractor, there's only one chiropractor in there. If you're selling health and wellness products, there's only one health and wellness person in there. So it's pretty epic, pretty dang epic. So I did that or chamber of commerce, or honestly, anything that was F-R-E-E, anything that was free, that is what I did because I did not have a lot of extra money when I got it started. And maybe you're in that boat. Well, again, you're going to love this episode because I'm giving you tips and tricks that you can do when you are literally not, not, not crushing it yet, but you want to be crushing it. This is, this is the episode for you. And so What I did though, is I would go to our friend named Google and I would Google like free chamber of commerce events, chamber of commerce in blank County. And I kid you not, I would drive 30 minutes sometimes to go to a different community, a different, you know, surrounding my area of where I lived and I would go network. And I, you know, will tell you this all the time. If you follow me at all, you probably know this, that I'm an outgoing introvert. I am an empath. I am not someone who wants to go and shake hands of strangers. Like that drains me. But the thing is, my mission and vision was big enough that I was willing to do whatever it took. And I also wanted to become better. I wanted to become better at telling my story. I wanted to become better at sharing the services that I was providing. I wanted to become better at speaking. I wanted to become better at sales. And the only way we truly become better is by doing it, is by practicing with other humans, learning to connect, learning to influence, learning to lead, learning to set an appointment, learning to close an appointment, learning to follow up all these things you must do. You must put things in your calendar that are going to cause you to practice these Things. And that's why I'm so good at it today because I've just put in more hours. So attending a BNI, a chamber of commerce, a networking group was one of the first things I did. In fact, I did that the first three years of my business, more in the first year, every single week I was at something. And at this point, I was working from home. So what's so cool about it is, is that it forced me to get ready. It forced me to do my hair. It forced me to put on, you know, a nice blazer. It it gave me energy of getting out of my home because a lot of people that I talk to that I mentor, and this was me in the beginning as well. If you just wake up, roll out of bed, do a workout, but you're home 24 seven, it really causes you to a be in your comfort zone. Believe it or not, you're behind a computer screen. Maybe you're jumping on Zoom here or there, but you're not fully exerting the energy that God gave you. You're not fully stepping in. You're not. And so something that pushes you, something that gets you out of your comfort zone, but also, you know, creates more happiness, I believe, is when we are in the flesh, when we are out and about, when we are connecting with other humans, because you're not going to get that via Instagram. You're not going to get that via Facebook. You're just not going to get that in the DMs. And so I have found in my business that, you know, I can put up the greatest posts, get a bunch of comments, a bunch of likes, but then I can go out and work a room, meet, connect, shake hands with 10 people And out of the 10, a few of them will be people that I actually will further that connection. Yes, we'll add each other on social to stay connected, have that touch point, but we're able to then go deeper, 
right? So if you feel like, you know, you've been trying to build your business, trying to gain clients, but it's so surface level, then we got to get you out in real life. Okay. What else I did is I worked from local coffee shops, WeWorks, anything like that. Um, and it's on the same point of getting out of the house and getting ready and shifting your energy. And I also found when I became an entrepreneur, it's like, nobody ever really tells you how do you effectively efficiently work from home. And a lot of you in the past, you know, couple of years during the pandemic, you've had to really figure this out. You're like, wow, I'm not as disciplined as I thought I was. <laughs> right. Um, and so one of the things, you know, that I am super blessed with is awareness and consciousness. And whenever I'm falling short and I'm like, this isn't working, I really look and I'm like, what am I doing or not doing? And when I started working from home, you know, the thing that I needed to do was gain more clients, gain more customers, gain people that wanted to do the business. That's the number one thing that moves most of our businesses uh, if we are in this type of business, unless you're like some creator or th something like that. And it's usually the one thing we avoid, right? And and for me, like 80 to 90% of my business, it's the lifeblood is new consumers and it's finding people that want to do what I do. So I'm out there recruiting. Well, I avoided that like the plague. So I would like be doing the laundry. I would be you know, taking selfies, I would, you know, and, and that stuff is important of clearly. Um, but I found that I was just distractionville.com. And so I would go to a local coffee shop, put in my earbuds. Like I, I certainly didn't want to sit and hear people or, you know, whatever. And the local caribou coffee in Minneapolis and uptown, I literally made millions of dollars at that place. And why? Because I got out of my home Again, I shifted my energy uh, and I would work from there. And sometimes I would even meet people that actually were also working there. And some of them became my customers with my nutrition products. And then I would invite them to local events and then they became business partners. And, you know, so if you find that maybe you're getting distracted at home, maybe uh, it's the kids, it's the dog, believe it or not, Hugo even distracts me at times. And I know some of you are laughing, but it's true. Um, so if I need to do some deep work, I find a local coffee shop and I will go to town. And I, I always love like playing games with myself. So I will even say like, if I have found like throughout the day, oh my gosh, I'm not working what I really need to be doing. I'm not doing my IPAs. Then I will even book out. I mean, I used to do this as well in the beginning I would go to the coffee shop after dinner and I would just get some tea and I would sit there and work for two hours and I would, you know, give myself a task. And I'm like, okay, you cannot go home until you get 20 people reached out to. And these little things seem so elementary, uh, but these are all the things that created the foundation for the life and the business I have today. Uh, so, you know, think about that as I'm talking. All right. So that's what I did. I went to a coffee shop. I got out of the house. And then number three, I consigned clothing. Now we're in a very interesting time. Inflation's, uh, you know, rising. I just booked a flight and I couldn't believe how expensive it was. Right. Um, yeah, this is life. And in the beginning of my build, I did not have a lot of money. I've shared that with you over and over again. And so 
What I did was I went to a local consignment shop, which, you know, you all pretty much have in your area, or you could use Poshmark or something of that nature to sell your gently used clothes. And so I would sell clothes, but then equally I would turn around. And if I needed a blazer, if I needed a dress, because I wanted to dress the part, I wanted to walk like a millionaire, talk like a millionaire. I needed people to look at me as a serious businesswoman. I wasn't going to show up with my hair crazy, my nails not painted, you know, looking like a slob in my yoga pants 24 seven. And I know that's like the life a lot of us want to build and we can, but there is something to say about being polished, put together, especially when you're pitching, you know, a compensation plan, when you're talking money, like you know, it, there's just so much to it. And so what I continually do in even, you know, seven figures plus later, uh, annually is, is even at, even now I will purchase things on Poshmark. I'll sell things on Poshmark. And this is just a way, if you want to keep your wardrobe fresh, or maybe you're in a phase where you're like, this is new for me. Maybe you wore scrubs I used to wear scrubs to work when I was a massage therapist. And so now it's like, oh my gosh, I, for once, like I, I got to put myself together a little differently, or maybe, you know, your, your, um, child is, is now, you know, going to kindergarten and it's like, you're getting back out there. Mom's getting back out there again. Right. Um, in the workforce and you're starting to build business. Well, you know, I think it's a really great idea to consign for sure. And, if you listen to my podcast with Lily from Clutter Healing, you know, she talked, her and I talked a little bit about this subject of, you know, borrowing things from each other and lending things to each other versus having to go buy, you know, a $200 outfit, a $500 outfit, you know, gosh, we can just ask our friends, Hey, next time you go through your closet, if you have any blazers or any dress clothes that you're not into, I would love to take a look at them. Like, why don't we ask this stuff? Let's make it a new standard and share being in, in that sharing community is huge. Okay. What else I did when I started my business from scratch? I would work alongside of people that were connected to their businesses as much as possible. What I mean by that is I would stay close to the fire. Okay. Um, because sometimes when you're building a business, especially uh, by yourself, it can feel real lonely. Um, and one of the most joyful moments uh, you know, really of my first year, two years in business was finding those people that had big dreams like I did and, and getting in proximity to them. And it doesn't mean we were going to talk and be distracted, but we would go on walks together. We would meet at the coffee shop with our headphones in. We would keep each other accountable. Uh, I mean, I just remember going on walks around the lakes in Minneapolis and talking about you know, when we hit a certain rank in our business, when we hit a certain income in our business and, you know, maybe something we wanted to purchase or when we had more funds, maybe something we were going to, uh, you know, we were going to hire a cleaner. I know for me, I have so much hair. I only wash it once a week. I was like, I am going to blow dry my hair, get it professionally blow dried. When I make enough money, like 
I don't want to do that. I'm going to hire that out. Right. Um, you know, I'm going to buy organic food. I'm going to travel to Italy. You know, we would just daydream and it kept us in the zone. It kept us connected to building something out of nothing. It kept us motivated. And so you may be thinking, gosh, I don't have that in my area. Well, if you're building a business, you can recruit people that then will eventually have that same vibe as you, that same frequency as you, the same vision as you. You know, when I started really building the business, there wasn't a lot of people around me that also wanted to build that type of business and network marketing. And so I recruited them and I was the one giving them the light and the vision until they had it themselves. And so staying in that proximity, staying in that power, maybe it's just with other creative friends. Maybe, you know, you're a photographer and someone else, a videographer and, you know, or you've got a friend that's getting into real estate and they're trying to build their client list and you're trying to build your list with your customer base. And there's just so many people that have huge goals, huge dreams, and they're literally in your community that, you know, if you were the bold one and said, Hey, like, what's your visions? What's your goals? Let me help keep you accountable. Let's do things that help keep us fired up to 10x our business and 10x our life and not just make enough to get by, but let's make something significant here. And then you planned picnics with them. You planned dates with them. You planned work dates with them. You know, think of just getting in that frequency, what that would do for you. And what it does for me is massive. So that is what I did my first couple of years that completely changed the game. And I believe why I'm even talking to you today, it has a huge um, huge component to doing that because it kept me in the game. It kept me going when I got all the no's, when someone returned their products, when I had limiting beliefs, when I wasn't sure how to draw out our compensation plan and show people how to make a residual income. You know, it kept me engaged because I, you know, when I was having a down day, somebody else was having an up day and vice versa. And there is power in proximity, my friends. What else I did? I had a designated work zone. And I know I talked a little bit about getting out of the house, but, you know, we do work from home. And, you know, whether you're building a business very part time, maybe you're a nurse by trade and you come home and you build your business from 7 to 9 p.m. at night or you, you know, your your weekends are really when you're building your business you know, we're all, it all looks a little different depending on our given life circumstances, but I have found having an area in your home that's designated for you to get ish done is huge. Now mine looked pretty cool, pretty cool. I'm just going to say it right now. <laughs> so I had this old desk and if I wrote really hard and feverishly, the whole desk would like shake back and forth. <laughs> okay. But you gotta, you know, you, you gotta do what you gotta do. And I had a whiteboard. And the whiteboard is where I would write my, my daily critical task list. So top three things. And then also I had on my whiteboard who I was following up with, who was on my hot leads list, you know, um, what, uh, in-home meetings did I have to get scheduled? What events was I trying to invite people to? Like, it was all on the whiteboard. And I would just sit at my desk and I would stare at the whiteboard and it would prompt me, oh, text this person, follow up with this person, send a voice note to this person. 
And that's really what I stared at. And along with staring at the whiteboard, what else I stared at and still stare at, even as I'm talking to you today, is a vision board. And I talk a lot about reverse engineering and how to create and cultivate a vision board that actually comes to life in the assembly method. But really, um, how this started for me was when I started my business And I was sleeping on a mattress on the floor and I didn't have a lot to my name. And I moved in with a friend. I mean, I literally made this vision board to keep me going and to really give me hope that I could create a better life. Now, the first year I wrote myself out a check for a million dollars. I put that on my vision board. I had um, specifically printed pictures of places I wanted to live, ways I wanted to feel, people I wanted to attract in my business, in my relationships, in my life, um, even just like priorities in life. And I would stare at the vision board as well. So every morning with my cup of coffee, when I would do my ritual, I would just go over to the vision board and stare at it. And, and, And I would touch it and feel that emotional charge, and then I would get to work. Okay. So if you're someone that has a vision board, but it's tucked away, maybe it's in a closet. It's not somewhere you can see it every day. Well, chances are you're probably not that focused on the things that you put on your vision board on January 1st, are you? I'm just saying, okay. Having a vision board (laughs) is important, but it's equally as important to have it out where you can see it. And who cares if people can see it? I think it's great if people can see it. If people are motivated by you, that's awesome. If they're threatened by you, even more awesome, right? Um, so put it out there and, and have your kids see it and have your kids make a vision board. And I honestly redo mine. I take things down as they come to pass. Or maybe if something no longer resonates with me, it's not my vision. I redo mine probably four times a year because my goals change. I hit goals. Um, Something else I realize as I grow, as I go, if you have the same stuff on your vision board that you've had for the past 10 years, I think you got to rethink what you're doing uh, because clearly like either it's crazy audacious and you know, you're not really focused on things. Um, You know, there's, that's a whole episode. Let's a whole episode. Okay. But have your area because it cues your brain. Now is the time to get to work. What else I did in the beginning? Every day, no matter what, I posted on social media. Why? Because it is free. Free. So what if it got to one eyeball? That could be a potential client, a potential partner. What if it got to five eyeballs, potential clients, potential partners? Now, there was days, believe it or not, where one person would like my post. And, you know, it was typically my mom and there would be a comment. There was days where I would post things. I would delete things because there was no traction. This is literally how I built Emily. This is how I built my brand. Now my brand today is taking on a world of its own, but you see 12 years of consistently showing up for my audience, no matter how I have felt, has given me the platform I have today. I will say that again, 12 years 
of consistently showing up, even when I didn't feel like it, adding value, that's major. So things started to shift for me when I started to grow and I realized, why don't I post things that would actually make someone excited to read it, actually have a thought-provoking idea for someone, actually give someone you know, an idea of what they can implement in their business, something I've gone through, right? And I shifted my focus to value, value, value. And that's really where I would see a lot of growth. Now with adding value, then occasionally, then I will showcase what I'm selling, right? So I'm really conscious about not just, you know, vomiting on people. Here's all the stuff I sell because eventually that's going to tune people out. What I realized early on is if I add value, 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 and then once every 10 posts, show them my game-changing collagen elixir, which is number one in the world. We've sold over 45 million bottles, just saying. Okay, uh, I'll showcase something like that. I'll showcase the It's Emily method. I'll showcase you know, an event I might be having, my book that'll eventually launch, which is so exciting. Um, but this is what I did every single day. Even if, again, my day was full, I would still try to find a way to show because it's free and it was another touch point. You know, if I could be out at a local chamber of commerce meeting, if I could be networking, great. But if I could add a post and, and why this works so well is let's say I go meet someone at a networking group, they add me on social media. Well, now they get to see my stuff right away. And maybe we briefly touched on my product or business, but not really. And now they go on social media and they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that you do this. I didn't know that you, you sell this. I didn't know this is a service you provide. Now they can really see what you have to offer. So it's, it's massive. What else I did was I found different local places to work out. Remember, I really got into my community. I really you know, learned the area so I could grow a local business to then build a global business. Okay. Um, but this was huge for, again, to get out of the house, but to also meet new people. I, I can tell you, I've enrolled so many different types of um, Pilates studios, yoga studios, uh, spinning classes. I've brought people into my business that are instructors of some sort. Um, but what has worked out really, really, really well for me is that if I find a class that I love, that I want to take, maybe I will go to that class. Let's say it's a spin class every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Well, then I will go to that spin class every Wednesday at 9 a.m. So that way I not only will meet new people, but I will repeatedly see some of the people in the class. Because we all know, like, sometimes you go and no one even looks or talks to each other, right? It takes a little bit of consistency. And then it's like, oh, you were here last week. Or maybe the third time that you're in the class and then you finally bring up a conversation. And, and you know, a huge icebreaker, you know, can be like, what do you do for a living? You know, um, I see you're here at 9am and maybe the person's like, I'm an esthetician. I work in skincare. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Where, where are you at? And, and, you know, maybe they're like, I'm down the street. I do, I do lymphatic drainage facials. Awesome. I want to come in and see you. Like, do you have a card? And, you know, 
you can see here, I'm not even saying what I do, but what's going to naturally happen in ping pong effect is when you ask, typically they'll come back and they'll say, well, what do you do? Right. And so that's where you can build that. Or maybe even, you know, um, if you like their vibe, if you're having fun together, add each other on social media. But this was huge. I, you know, would try a new class. And if I started to feel like, oh gosh, I've been here 10 times and it's not going anywhere, meaning like the instructor doesn't really attract high vibing people. I don't know. This is like not, this is like a retirement community and maybe it wasn't my thing. Then I would go find a new class. Simple as that. You know, and if you're at if you're at work at 9 a.m., then find something that's Saturdays at 11. You know, you just have to get super, super creative. Another thing I would do, which like since I'm all about shooting you straight always and forever, I would do trade shows, wellness nights, customer appreciation nights, collabs, any time or place I could expose myself to potential clients. I would do it. Now, I'm telling you, like, this is not my favorite thing to do because I don't like to stand behind a booth and say, come over here and try a sample. Like, it's some of you are laughing that know me right now, but guess what? I did it anyway. I did it anyway because I knew that I needed to get out, I needed to condition the muscles of meeting people. And I never, ever knew I could meet one person that became a connection point that I could follow up with the next week. Then I could do a one-on-one meeting and that person could become a new partner of mine, which actually did happen. One time I went to like, it was like a lunch and learn um, at this huge office building for Target Corporation downtown Minneapolis. And I set up a booth and I had our products displayed And I had a little raffle to earn like a free 30 day system. And I met a woman who was on break and she ended up um, having coffee with me like a couple months later. And then that transpired into her wanting to do my business, which transpired into her coming to like a major event, which transpired into her actually building a significant business with me. So why I tell you all this is because me getting over what I really didn't want to do. And I did it anyways, led to a massive business partner. You just never, ever, ever, ever know. Now you can maximize moments. And when I, when I say maximize moments, you know, me being at this, this wellness event, I could take pictures of me at the booth. I could do stories. I could do behind the scenes, showing people that I'm actually out there building my business which is huge because people want to do business with people who are busy. And when, you know, it's just a psychology thing. It's human nature. When someone's busy actually building something, you kind of want to even get in more. Like when I was trying to find an eyebrow person in Las Vegas, the place I wanted to go to was booked up like three weeks in advance. And it actually made me want to go more because I knew if they're booked, I actually want to work with them more than I want to work with these other seven places that could get me in in one hour from now. The same thing goes for you and your social media. The same thing goes for you building your business. Sometimes the harder you are to get into, 
the more busy that you seem, even if it's perception, the more people actually want to work with you. Just a little side note, something to think about. So maximize all your moments. The last thing I did was sat in on as many meetings as I could with a mentor or somebody that was building the business that I wanted to build, even if it had nothing to do with me, even if it wasn't, uh, you know, we call it like a third party validation. It wasn't anything like that. I would sit and absorb. I would try to um, you know, if, if someone was on the computer and they were doing at the time it was a webinar or a Zoom, I would sit and watch them. I would watch them present. I would listen to them because eventually I caught stuff. You can you can learn stuff by doing, but eventually you can catch stuff. And I would just hear the way they they asked for the sale. I would hear the way they uncovered objections. And that is priceless. Like you should be doing everything in threes, especially if you're in the business of mentorship, you're trying to create more leaders. That's something that I'm super passionate about. You know, I love to help people win like I do. So I always want someone else learning from me. So eventually I'm not going to have to be there. So that's what I did as much as possible. I would get on every call, no matter what, Every call my team did, every call my company did, you know, those who show up go up. That's just how it goes, especially in the beginning. It's like stay close to the fire. Stay close to the fire, my friends. So those are just a few ideas for you. If you're starting your business, and I know, I know that you could at least take one of these ideas and you could implement them straight away. And if you do that, I want you to take me on Instagram. I want you to share what you've implemented. Okay. Share, share, share. And I want to see how this impacts you, your confidence in building your business, how this increases your customer base. And if you like this episode, if you want more episodes like this, let me know as well, because I could talk all day about the beginning of business building because it's so significant and it's so underlooked. And I feel all the time, every day of my life, I always wish that you could have seen me in the beginning because chances are you're in the beginning or maybe even in the middle. And you know, that's really where you lay the foundation. That's where you build the skills. That's where you build the confidence to become the man, the woman that God created you to be. So you can create that change, which we all so desire and you can build your dream life. So go out there, share this episode with a partner, maybe share it and say, Hey, which one of these should we do together? Or maybe what, what, thing are you going to apply to your business today? Let's crush it. As always, I love you and I will talk to you soon.